Welcome back to Interior. My name is Alex. And this week, I'm joined by Kelly McDowell. She is a member of Filmetry. She's also an actor. And she's been in a couple Filmetry pro- projects in the past, in 2017. Mm-hmm. Can't believe it's been five years. It's I can't f- believe it. feels like it's been like a year, maybe. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to have you on the show because now I get to learn more about you. And the audience gets to know who you are <laughs> as a part of Filmetry and in terms of your acting. Well, thank you for having me. I called you up and I said, okay, I have this quick idea for a short film called Cake Writer. Mm-hmm. Eventually we'll tell the story of that shoot day, but the, me and Graham got too ambitious. Graham being our writer. So he wrote uh, Cake Writer and Impulse, which we decided we're going to do two short films in one day. Never been done before. <laughs> And we started really early and that's where I met Rob too, actually. So that was the yes. first time I met Rob. Yeah. And yeah, I, we started Relines and we did that and it wasn't, Cake Rider was simple in my mind. I don't know how it was for you. I was stressed about the fact that I had to be a professional baker that owned a bake shop with cakes and uh, ice cakes professionally. And I was like, I. I will say though, in the final film, you cannot tell that that was stock footage because no. I threw the black and white on it. And it just cut around so perfectly. And I was like, well, yes. I believe it. I believe she could do I, it. I believed it too. I was like, what part was me? And which part? I don't, did you guys make this? Was it stock? I don't yeah. even know. <laughs> I couldn't I, figure it out. I remember I was like, grab the cans from the top shelf and then just grab this yes. and put it back. Yeah. And that was, and then I said, just like go around the already finished cake. That was, yeah. I was like, okay. I thought I'm going to knock this cake. It's going to go on the ground. We only have one. I'm really stressed out. <laughs> But it, it was okay. Even when I was carrying the cake and walking to the front, I had this be this super confident woman. I'm walking up with the cake and all I'm thinking is this cake is going to drop somewhere in this place <laughs> and I'm going to be one to kill the movie, basically. Yeah, turns out you weren't though. You actually did a great well, job. Thank you. And your final like hero shot is amazing. I love that shot in the film. The I, one with your hands on the yeah. counter. It's so good. Um, but yeah, and then I rewatched the film and I realized that there was a clock in the background that no one noticed. And mm-hmm. The continuity was all messed up. That's okay. Anyways, that's okay. so that's how, that's kind of the experiences up to now. And then when I started Filmetry, I brought you along and Nick and it kind of became, now we're making films again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, being an actor, what is it about this line of work that draws people into it? Mm. For me, like I, I've been acting on stage since I was really young. And I don't know how, I I guess my parents pushed me towards it probably because I'm so dramatic or can, could be when I was a child and um, was very imaginative, I guess. Uh, Yeah, I started acting when I was a child, started going into festivals and things like that. And all of my acting experience was on stage, but I just loved playing something else. I love pretending to be something else. I used to record my own radio programs where I'd have different voices and be each of those characters. It's So it's just been a part of me. And to me, I, it never felt like something that was hard or stressful. It was more, give me like a character, give me something to do. And as soon as I'd get it, I kind it's almost like breathing it into you or thinking about it. You're thinking, what would they think in their head? How would they look and feel? Would they, you know, how would they move their body? And I find that so interesting. And it's like taking on somebody else. And that's fun. That, that's fun. That's the enjoyable thing. Why people get into it. I, I think that some people do it because they love acting or love um, telling a story. I think some people do it because also because they want, might want to be famous or they might want to just be involved in the industry. Um, I've seen some people who started 
thinking they were in acting or wanting to be actors and moving into other fields behind the scenes and doing really well at it. And it's never, it wasn't always about being involved and being in front of the camera. It seems like that's the primary role, but it really isn't. It's a piece of the puzzle, right? Yeah. I, I was actually in a similar vein. I wanted to be an actor when I was young too. So I wanted to be in front of the camera and now I've moved back. But you said, um, and I knew your background was in theater mostly. When was the first kind of, when was your first experience in front of the camera versus being on stage? Besides a few minor things, I, I was in a Whistler, BC, British Columbia, Canada, and I did two 48-hour films that oh, I was wow. asked to act. I was actually asked for three, but I couldn't make all three, so I did choose. So I did two out there, and that started getting the bug back in me. And then I'd taken a break for a little while. I was told in high school that <clears throat> acting is not a career. It's, you know, okay, you like to act. And you go, to, I went to a specialized high school where I auditioned to attend in their program. And it was enjoyable. But when I got to the end, they said, you've got to find a career now. What's your real job? And it ended up that they led me towards business communications, thinking that I like to talk, essentially. <laughs> And so I did that. I went to university. And I took business communications. I did a postgraduate in public relations. But then I started, you know, my job and I moved out to Whistler for a while and I started finding acting again. And then I started finding theater again. And I said, why am I not doing this? And what I learned moving on from there was you don't have to say, well, I'm going to be in Hollywood or I'm not going to be an actor. There is so much in between. You can do it as a hobby. You can be a commercial actor, voiceovers. There's so many options of things you can do. And it was never a, an unrealistic goal for anybody not to do it. If they were passionate about it, if they found the right guidance, for sure. Especially nowadays, it's so accessible, the film industry. And it's not just Hollywood anymore. Now mm -hmm. you have independent films. You have like digital content, like YouTube or whatever. You know, you can... You could literally say one day, okay, I'm going to make my own whatever mm -hmm. and do it. Yeah. You know, if you want to be in front of it as an actor, you can be. If you want to be behind it and shoot it, you can. And you can do all of it if you exactly. really want to. I The first film I got involved in when I came back to um, Ontario was a gentleman who's a voice actor. And he is a fan of a certain horror film and he wanted to do kind of a fan remake of it. So I got involved with that in one minor way. And it was just, I was worried going there. I said, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what the terminology is. I don't know what they're going to ask me. I knew the part and that was it. I got there and it was myself and him and one other actor. And that was it. And I thought, oh, God, thank goodness. There's no like lighting guys or, you know, sound guys and things to worry about. But so it wasn't really stressful, but I was worried, of course, right. if I was going to do well and trying to hold up my confidence and pretend I knew what I was doing when really it was my first real film with somebody. Do you still get that, that feeling? I'm just curious. <laughs> no, I'm thinking about it. Uh, yeah, like no, I mean, when it's new people, when I when it's people I don't know at all, I'm always very reserved and quiet at first, kind of analyzing what people are like. Where do I fit? Is this a type of set where they want everybody completely quiet all the time? Nobody really interacts, or are they type that hangs out and you know chills out and eats pizza together, which does happen, and it's been on both paid jobs and on um, I'll call them volunteer jobs. Free work. <laughs> you know, you can find different types of people that take it all differently. Sometimes they want to interact with you. Sometimes they say, here's the green room. Go right. hang out there. What do you think is the most difficult or surprising thing 
now that you have done as many films as you've done, mm-hmm. um, something you weren't expecting about acting? I, th- I can say I think it was, I didn't realize how accessible it was at first. You know, even you were mentioning how you didn't have enough people to fill those seats. And I can think of people that would be putting up their hands, yeah. even just to sit, not even if they want to be, like they don't necessarily have to want to be actors. They just want to sit in on a set once and experience it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, and I'll bring the, I'll actually lead into that. It's not all glamour and glitz and fun. It's a lot of sitting around. There's a lot of sitting quiet. You can't even touch your phone on many sets. Uh, no sounds at all. You can't talk. You can't eat. You need They need complete silence, like right now. And you can't sit there and do something. So eight hours in, you could be falling asleep. And I, I mean, I'm full of energy all the time. You know that. Yep. But you put me for eight hours in silence, I might fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to because that seems very unprofessional. So... That was really surprising. I I was surprised at the amount of work it took to get a few shots done, the amount of repeating you had to do. And I mean, coming from a background where I didn't go to school for this, right? Many people do. Some people do it and they don't actually follow through. And some people go to school for it and try. And some people go to school and they succeed. I didn't do anything. I just auditioned. (laughs) And you can do that. Yeah. Um, But you are starting from the ground up when you walk on a set not knowing what you're getting into. that. But that was my biggest surprise, honestly, was walking on a set and thinking this was going to be, oh, we're filming here, we're going here, fast moving, everybody's running around, things are going. And sure, and some lags, some lunch here. But I mean, it was hours of sitting, hours. I, watching somebody sit in a chair for three hours for tattoos to be applied, just so we could film 15 minutes, you know, in three different angles, of course, repeating. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow incredible how do you film a feature-length film it's a long film like I, I would hope to be a, just one actor in a little part and then send me home because I don't want to be there for four months but honestly the logistics of just shooting anything is so difficult yeah. there's so many different pieces that and that was the same for me I didn't expect it to be that hard going into like a film thing so I was like okay like you watch films on and you're like oh I could make a film like this and then you really think about it and you, you get down to the shot and you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And there's so many different moving pieces that have to work in order to get this mm-hmm. shot. It all has to be a moving machine that's good. But yeah, like you were saying, I, I think that's what's great about it is like the accessibility itself. I mean, there's no requirement that says, oh, you need this and you need this to do acting. You don't need, and I, that's what's great about it is because it, it feels like you're welcome to do whatever you please. Mm-hmm. So I've talked to people about going into union work. I know Rob, because I've worked with Rob before, obviously. Um, when we did Cake Writer, right? I don't think he wasn't union at the time, no. was he? And he was great. I love working with him. Um, and I could feel it. I'm like, this is like somebody that should be acting. Yeah. And then, you know, he went on and is in union and has gone where he's gone. And at the time was the time when people were asking, why aren't you getting an agent? Why aren't you trying to get into union? And I said, because I don't, know if I can. I have a really, really busy life that I can't, I can't choose to not be a part of in my personal life. And because of that, and the kind of commitment I'd want to make to somebody, an agent, or if I was going to go into union work, I don't know if I can do it. So why do that when I can just keep doing my hobby for a bit and make that decision as it comes along? Plus the fact that you don't have to. And I believe Rob actually said this before, you get into union and then you can't do all these fun projects you want to do. No. I see stuff come up on Mandy. Like I have been busy recently. I mean, we are where we are in this timeline of the world. And I have seen things 
come up on Mandy and I look at the job, I look at the role and I think, oh, I like this. I like, it's like seven days up in, you know, the middle of nowhere up north. You were driving seven hours in, you're staying for seven days. We're shooting this whole film and the character is just perfect and the story looks amazing. And I'm like, and I can just say, hey, here's my tape if I want to, yeah. right? You have I that can, option. Yeah, I can just, and there's tons of those, tons of work out there and even commercials too. I mean, Tim Hortons right now is not, I shouldn't mention Tim Hortons, but you know, there are some brands out there that have been looking for a lot of people recently and there's a lot of listings and you don't know that if you don't actually go look. It's so. true. You can also, even if you like wanted to be on a professional set and not go union, you could always be like background BG. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, tons. And you can easily apply and just be in the background of some of your favorite shows, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so from what I understand, how union is based on people that I know it's kind of like you're auditioning constantly for that for the next big thing mm-hmm. but it's a lot of waiting around yes. you're constantly auditioning and it's not like you're not in non-union but non-union you're more likely to get it because it's, you can always get onto a film set eventually you know somewhere I mean? yeah exactly of somewhere. some sort right exactly now the professional levels between the two maybe that differs quite but. different <laughs> quite different what I, I was on one set that I was working in a studio and there's a whole crew there and everything's gorgeous and it's wonderful and it felt very professional and I will compare it to the other end of the spectrum where I met a guy in the parking lot. I auditioned through Mandy. I had his information, so it sounds really sketchy. but And it was being filmed in a parking lot. So I met him there with the two other actors. And it was just the four of us. And the man had a, I think it was an iPhone he was filming on and a flashlight, if I'm correct. And that was, yeah, and I, that's, that was the film. So I was sitting there and I'm like, okay, hey, is there craft here? No, no, <laughs> it's not even a bathroom here, but that's fine. And I had somebody checking in on me saying, are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm going to work through whatever this is <laughs> right now. And it, I mean, it was a legit listing. I knew his phone number and it seemed all fine up until being there and being by myself and having nobody. And going from like a studio to a parking lot, with a flashlight was quite a different experience. However, the guy with the flashlight, he's won an award for that film, which he did with a, an iPhone and a flashlight and a car and a garage, you know? So, so it, there's a vast amount of experiences you can have out there. <laughs> and they're all good. What do you bring to the table in regards to life experience when auditioning slash performing the roles that you do? <laughs> what do I bring in terms of life experience? That's a really hard question, Alex. I would first of all say that my life experience that I have had so far has had a very deep and vast storyline, which I could get into but would take forever. And I would say that my experiences, how about I say that my experiences in life are what can bring a lot of people and characters to life in the stories. Because I've been in so many places and had so many different things happen around me or with me that I can drag from those, but also play off them. It's like if I'm feeling angry or upset about something that might have happened in my life, it happened and it's living over there now. But I can now take myself and kind of like leave my body almost and and just like pull in this other feeling. I want to be the evil character that kills everybody. I want to be the victim sometimes. I want to be those experiences and I can control those experiences through acting. So I I can be the, a victim in a very precarious situation that ends up dying, for example, and live through all that pain 
and live through the pain that I may have felt in my life and the very worst moments all in that one moment. And that's what I pull, like I immediately pull from that. They're like, cry now, cry. And I just, I I mean, I could do it right now. (laughs) I can feel it right now. And you just pull, everything comes out through here and it shoots out. And anger is easy. Getting crazy, being uh, somebody who's insane or is acting um, very mentally unbalanced can be easy. Because sometimes you feel like that from some of the things you felt in your life. That's where they come from. But also where it comes from that I don't, I'm not afraid because of the things that I've gone through or things that I've seen, it's built my confidence with not being afraid of just going out there and doing it. When you said to me, for example, in Street Stained, okay, here's the gun. You're going to hold it up. You don't get to practice with it, but you're just going to hold it up and shoot. I'm like, oh yeah, let's get in here. Like I was excited. Because I get to do, it just feels like part of the, I don't know, it's exciting. It's so exciting. It almost, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but it almost feels like you're taking your life experiences and utilizing them to feel more empowered in your roles and your, like, you know what I mean? It is. It, I think that, um, and I think a lot of actors talk about that. I don't think it's uncommon for somebody to say, I have had a long storyline and I use those as my, as feeding my characters. But I also think that everybody has their stories. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's compassion for everybody. Everybody has a story of some sort that they've gone through. I think that if you've built up inside yourself the ability to tolerate and live through those experiences, especially as you get older and older, you start kind of not being afraid of doing whatever it takes in the moment. Like I, if you say to me, okay, you're going to lay on the floor and bleed out and roll around and start choking blood and everything, I'm like, okay. Let's go. It's not scary. Okay, you're going to go in this dark room and have people chase you down a hallway and, you know, okay, let's go. You know, I I don't know what it is about it, but it's almost like built a confidence. Like nothing's going to happen. I'm in a safe place and nothing's going to happen to me here and I can just play with that. So there's that separation between, obviously, because you know you're on set and you know you're... Yeah. Yeah, but also I think it's confidence. Like I, I mean, when I was younger, when I was in my 20s, I think maybe it wasn't the right time for me to have done film. Maybe that's why I didn't do it. Because... When I was there, I was so self-conscious. I was worried about what do I look like? And I, you know, you kind of want to be the pretty thing all the time. Or you want to look like you look good, uh, even as a teenager. And I know that's like ingrained. Our young people think they need to look good and be a certain way. And they don't want to do those things. They don't want to look like a way that they find undesirable. Especially on camera. There's that misconception. But if you're able to find that confidence when you're young... And I've seen kids do it. I've seen great child actors and teen actors. If you can find the confidence to look anyway in order to portray the role correctly and bring it out, do it. Because I wish I'd known then what I knew now. Now you tell me, you say run up and down the stairs, put pants on your underwear on your head, whatever. I'll be like, okay, I don't know what your vision is, but we're going to do it. We'll <laughs> do it because I believe in you, <laughs> you know? It's funny because I have, I have a similar thing when it comes to, I'm not, confident as a person, but you put a camera in my hand, if I have to film in public and do something really dumb or get that shot, Mm -hmm. I'm not afraid to be that even when it comes to directing or it comes to filming something. Even laying on the ground. Yeah, exactly. I've done it. I've I've laid in the middle of the street with the camera being like that down there. Yeah. And I remember when I met Graham, I I climbed into, he was shooting in a swamp area (laughs) and I just climbed into the swamp. (laughs) 
I think Graham was a little impressed with me at that point. Because <laughs> Because you just do it. This but is that's it. The thing, what it takes to get the shot. Yeah. What it takes to make the role a reality. Right? Exactly. If, if I'm running down, I, there was another horror film I was in. I had to run down and um, wrestle this girl, demon. And I mean, I was like getting mud everywhere. I might've had mud up my nose by some point, but I'm like, you just, I don't even think about it. That doesn't cross my mind. But when I was in my twenties, probably, yeah. Probably, yeah. I probably would have been worried that uh, my makeup moved or something. I don't know. My hair, does it look okay? Now I'm like, you just, you want blood and guts and everything, go ahead. <laughs> but I think that's what brings out that authenticity. I don't think you should do anything else but be authentic. I mean, you can feel it. I, I, I believe, I believe, I don't know how Sam, Rob, or any of your other guests may feel, but I can feel it. And I know when I've said a line I didn't like, I know it in my gut. I, I have heard it even when I've been with you and you're reshooting something and I'm going, thank God, thank you. Because I can feel it. And I don't know if you're feeling it and you just didn't want to tell me, but I, I can feel it. When I say something that doesn't feel like how it's supposed to be said, you say it a different way, you put your intonation somewhere else. You, you just say, wow, you look at yourself in the mirror, say it again, record your voice saying it. Because something's not right. You're not getting the character. But for sure, when I'm in the character, I am just, I am deep in there just for that time being. Yeah. When I, I had to do a really difficult scene in one film um, called Theo, and I was a, a victim of a very violent um, assault. And first of all, the assault happening was one thing because um, we had rehearsed it a few times and it wasn't uh, choreographed the way you'd think, like in a dance, like you don't choreograph every single move. I knew the person I was working with very closely. We were able to practice a few times. There were things that worked and didn't work. And then we just went for it. In, it was in a studio and they had to do a few different angles, whatever else. And when we were filming that assault scene, they're like, do you want a closed set? And I said, no, just go. For I, I don't even know why. I was thinking in my head, I don't know why. Why do you want a closed set? I know, I know what this is. I know what's happening. I know I'm safe. But I didn't get the effect that it had on other people. And I think they felt a certain way watching it. I know that I know certain people feel, felt a certain way watching it that would made them uncomfortable. And I don't know, maybe I was insensitive, but I was the victim, which just seems strange. Right. Um, even like the makeup artist there wasn't comfortable, you know, but I was so inside that character in the moment. And then the scene stopped. They said, cut. I said, okay. And then I'm stretching because I'm, you know, no. afterwards filming the interview with that character, they're talking to me and I'm feeling that character because I, I just did the assault scene. I know what happened. I can and realistically pull all that from inside me, all of it up. And then I'm like, they're talking to me and I can feel it. It feels like it's burning inside of you. You can feel that feeling that you're portraying, that you're talking about. And then as soon as we're done, I'm taking a big breath, just caught like two or three big breaths just to bring those emotions back in control. And then they're like, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Does it almost feel like a cathartic release? It is. After? Yeah. Even doing it, um, that scene in particular the interview when I was crying, I can feel like even talking about it, I can feel that moment and it feels good. It feels really good to get those words and say them out loud and have them in a film and have people hear it and hear the pain. Yeah. I felt good about it. And not just for myself, but anybody who's been through that kind of an experience. It felt good to say, this is what it feels. This is the amount of pain I feel. And then afterwards, just taking a breath and saying, yeah, that was good. That was really good. <laughs> Maybe like a cold beer after work kind of feeling. Yeah. I, don't, I don't drink beer, <laughs> but that's what I imagine, you know? 
is it the same on stage doing theater or is it different specifically for film? So I'm curious. <laughs> different. Okay. Oof. Um, my experiences of film and theater so far, theater is like rehearsals, right? It's a lot of rehearsals, placement of people. Whereas um, I know you and I did two other films, Pyrenees, and there was one other film <laughs> we did together. And I can move. I can walk around. And you might tell me this doesn't work or that doesn't work, but we can move and figure it out, right? Right. In theater, where this is your place. This is your cue. This is where you move. You can you have to make sure you're not blocking or upstaging anybody, right? It's all very specific. Um, when I'm acting, I definitely go there for sure. I'm in my head. Mm. I don't even I don't see anything. I literally see the people I'm talking to on the stage and I'm feeling right. the character I'm in. I can't see side. If somebody's waving at me, I wouldn't see them. But I mean, when you're backstage, I can sit there staring out and say, oh, there's a lot of people out there. <laughs> and I know that guy, you know? Um, yeah, so I'd say like in the moment I'm in the character, I find it harder. I found it a little harder, more challenging in theater to keep my character because I come off stage and you have a quick change or something, fine. You can kind of keep it buzzing in you. But there's people back there and they might be talking. There's different things. There might be a panic because something's broken or, you know, mm. other stuff going on. And then you go back in and you have to be right back on again. They don't say, there's not a director saying, okay, cut. Do you want a minute? No, they don't care if you want a minute. You just go on and you're that character, you know? Does that repetitive nature feel less authentic from an acting standpoint in theater because you have to do it more than acting like acting obviously there's blocking and practice and whatever mm -hmm. but it's i feel like the timelines are entirely different because you spend months doing theater yes. for one play yep. versus a day or two of shooting yes so does that repetitive nature feel make the acting in your opinion feel less less authentic because you have been doing it so many times i think in some like i always feel like when they first put your blocking in and when i'm doing theater i kind of i don't know why maybe it's something with me i've never told anybody but I always feel weird because I'm always like, but I want to move over to the table. And they tell you, no, yeah, okay, you're going over to the couch. I know there's other people that are important in this scene, but I just feel, I felt like my character is going to walk to the table, but I don't get that choice. And that's fine. you know. Or maybe they might offer me some choices, but there's not a lot of flexibility, especially when you have a lot of people on stage, if it's a smaller stage. In film, when we're doing it, like for example, the one film that we haven't talked about or that you haven't released, um, you know, I, there was moments I wish I was almost more choreographed in my head because I know, for example, when I walked by a table, I put the towel down on the left and then I walked over to the counter and I was having an argument. And the next time I did it, I had the towel in my hand by the time I made it here. And in theater, if that happened, it wouldn't have mattered. In film, that really matters. And I don't want to be the one calling cut because it's not my job. Yeah. But I'm sitting there holding it and still having the argument, knowing damn well in my head, and I'm probably losing character because I don't know what's going on, that that towel is in my hand and there is nothing I can do. But I can't go back there and put it down now. No. I've got to wait. And then I have to tell everybody that that was a waste of time. <laughs> Whereas in theater, I can like, you know, oh, I can just kind of in a way naturally flow through it. Oh, look, this guy accidentally put this down here on stage. Didn't mean to. Even though my character doesn't have that part, I'm going to pick it up because it's not in the next scene and that's going to be troublesome, you know. You can kind of play with it a bit, but it can be nerve-wracking too because you have a live audience. You play with, you're playing with people that you can't control. So if you have 20 people on stage and somebody makes a really weird choice to do something they shouldn't do, move something, says, says the wrong line, forgets their lines, happens, happened, then you can fill in. If you're really on your feet, you can fill in lines. You can lead them back into what they're supposed to be doing. You can move stuff on stage. Oh, somebody left glasses out for two scenes that weren't supposed to be there. 
I'm going to pick him up and take him out like a carrot. My character would. My character's silly. She's going to yeah. shake him off. You know, like you don't know, but you just change it up. And it's, it's a skill for sure. Whereas in film, if somebody didn't take off the glasses, you go cut, take the glasses off. Everybody's resetting. Okay. And then film it again. Completely different, right? It's in a way more relaxed in some ways, but, but you get months of practice. That's true. But I feel like you're the kind of person that if something were to happen where something goes wrong, mm-hmm. is it your gut reaction to keep going and seeing what happens even though something's different? Are you talking about film or I'm, theater? Both. Can, I mean, I don't know. I feel well, like both it in, can apply to. In film, I kind of just keep going with it because I'm not, I'm always on that line where I'm like, do I tell people or do I just keep going till somebody that's in charge tells me to stop? And I try to go that route. It drives me crazy. You know, continuity is something I learned very early on. I learned about and how important it is. I'm like, wow, it really is important. And then it stuck out everywhere for me. If I watch a film, I can see every flaw. I can see a hair out of place. <laughs> and it make, I have to rewind it sometimes, just watch it again, and then point it out to everybody. Like the guy on the street's got to come in and see the problem with this, with this thing because I can't take it. Um, so it drives me crazy, but I won't stop a film. Like, no, it's not my job. Right. In theater, it doesn't matter as much, you know? Like I was just explaining how the, it, when you see something that's wrong or done incorrect or whatever, you can just keep rolling with it. And, with I, it. and I roll with it. I love playing with it. The biggest mistake I ever made was <clears throat> in theater is I was on stage by myself. And I had three phone calls in this one scene. I had a phone call and then I went back and had a thing going on, phone call, thing going on, uh, guys over there by that time phone call back with the guy hanging out and then ends the scene. I do the first phone call. <clears throat> I walk back over. The guy comes in. We're hanging out. Second phone call comes in. I don't know where my head was. It was not in the game. <laughs> I skipped my third phone call. The entire script didn't make sense. But to me, I know I made a mistake and I keep rolling it. Anyway, I don't think fast enough on my feet to move back to my second phone call conversation. They were similar. I just keep rolling through my third and I'm, and I'm like, this is moving really fast today. This scene feels like it's almost over. And I go back over, the scene ends, I walk off and the first thing they say to me, so what happened to the second phone call that explained everything that's going on right now? And I'm like, I don't even think I live in my body. I think I live somewhere else. When I'm at. I was horribly embarrassed, horribly. Were you able to correct it? You can't. That was it. Oh, okay. That was my I, I was whole... wondering if there was something they could do to correct it. It was a three-act show, and I was the second act. <sighs> and this one man is in and out of all of them, right? But we were our, each of the girls was on one act, and we were the main character in it. And I just completely blew that one out of the water. And I will never forget it, because I was so pleased with myself when I walked off. And then they're like, so? I'm like, it's great. So what happened to the second phone call? I'm like... Oh, that's it. <laughs> that was that was what happened. Huh. I was just I want to get home sooner today. <laughs> Pretty bad. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I've had it. Well, I think I I've told you once about this, but I the time we were on set and uh, we were at the end scene and we'd practiced the show in a certain way, so it was child friendly and not child friendly. The show we were in, and we'd done the child friendly show during the day. And we went to the first time doing the full show, including all violence and everything else at night. And the kill scene happened. And it's myself and the other main character. He goes to kill me. And uh, rather than hit the target that's beside my head, he hits my actual head 
on this is the end of the show and i blacked out for like a it was just a brief second but it just felt like everything kind of went squish and then back out again and i was looking around and they're all looking around going oh you die and screaming and i'm like i actually feel like i might have died for a second and then you have to get up and do your bows and i'm just uh did you actually do that? I was covering for a second and somebody said, just leave it. It's fine. I'm like, I'm just going to own it. That somebody, thud you heard was real. Somebody in the audience was like, wow, that makeup is incredible. Incre- <laughs> it just popped out of there and out of nowhere. How do they apply that so fast? So fast. I was holding it on there. It dried. It was good. I, I know that the other actor felt really bad and it was shocking, but I definitely didn't have to do as many bruises That's true. in future shows for the rest of the time. Did you have any on your head afterwards a bump for the whole duration of the show so i spent more time covering it than anything else oh, no. <laughs> but there was a lot of bruises in that show because the set was very narrow um, you're running into things acting like you didn't you know because tiny little railways and you're running up there and smiling and you're, meanwhile you just busted your knee on a stair but it happened it just happens and i'd come home and i'd used to take photos of my bruises going look at that i look like <laughs> i look like i was in a wrestling match this is so cool uh war scars yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I couldn't believe that. I was like, how did I hit my body 20 times today? What happened? It's theater. Should I have hazard pay for theater. Seriously, <laughs> it's crazy. The stories that come out of theater are crazy. Okay, that's fair. Um, I'm curious, have you handled the past year in regards to acting? I haven't. I Well, I have. I mean, I've handled the year. I... I wasn't doing a ton before. You know, I've told you I do limited numbers of things. I try to do a balance of um, work in the year. I try. I would love to do more. It's been an incredible few years, these few years, since you and I last worked together. Um, But I stopped working once everything hit, once everything closed down. I had to for my own health because of my health issues. Um, I have an autoimmune disorder, so I just had to make the choice. I have tr- done some acting on Zoom, uh, theater in particular. The theater is trying to run some shows on there. So I actually have um, Fringe Festival, three Fringe Festivals I'm in right now. Toronto Fringe oh. Festival, the show's in Calgary, I believe. Yeah, it was Calgary Fringe Festival and the Edinburgh um, Film Fringe Festival as well oh, for wow. theater. Filmed on Zoom where we, I all had to become our own, you know, sound people, lighting people, (laughs) fixing my camera, my little webcam at the time. Um, Yeah, it's been interesting. It's been, I miss being on set with people. I know people are still doing it and keep going, but I just made the choice to wait and stay home. Just out of curiosity, because I don't think I've ever heard of like the whole Zoom aspect. (laughs) How is it acting? (laughs) It's a Zoom play. (laughs) How does that differ? Like, is it weird? The, I, do you know subconsciously that you're like in a Zoom meeting? Is there? A del- yeah. there I'm sure there's a delay and stuff too. You're in Zoom. It's an actual Zoom meeting with everybody yeah. there. And the funny thing is it's it's a whole bunch of people that I've worked with, in, not all of them, but that I work with in theater. And none of them necessarily know a lot about technology and or about lighting or sound, sound quality. <laughs> sound quality is so important. Yep. You know that like if you try to have one of these on Zoom, very challenging. You have to like send microphones to their home or something yep. and a lighting guy. Uh, so it was a lot of learning very quickly, but I knew that I didn't want to, I want to do everything as professionally as I could, even if it is just my small part of it. So you're in a Zoom meeting, they can do breakout rooms and throw actors into the breakout rooms and then we can do our scene. Our rehearsals often were done with everybody on there just muting their mics and cameras and everything. 
what I found hard about it when we were filming uh, most recently was, first of all, people thought, treat it like theater rather than like film. And there's a difference in the act, in the way you act, in the way you speak to me. It's more realistic in film, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, in theater, as an actor, you use a lot of like exaggeration. I was going to say, yeah. And that's kind of, we could have touched on that. There's so much exaggeration in theater that it becomes very natural for us to over-exaggerate things in film and can be brought down into wherever we're supposed to be if it's a big character, right? So we're sitting on these Zoom meetings and people are speaking like they're in a theater, which is very, very loud, oh, right? And <laughs> the mics are blaring out. It was a, It's a little rough. And then we're walking through tech issues with people that don't necessarily, aren't comfortable with tech. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going, can you just turn down this and turn down your gain? There's like, what's gain? And I'm like- Put a hard limiter. <laughs> yeah, like something, please. So it's funny having the balance of both. You kind of know what you're looking for right. and going on. And you can turn on Zoom beforehand and like kind of get your lighting and stuff. So I was just right on that. I wanted to look <laughs> good. And you're the one that came in with everything set up. Yeah. And I'm like, can you just all step up? No. <laughs> so I find uh, it's hard. Everybody, you know, I would rather act in film with 20 people standing in a room watching me do a really hard scene than sit on Zoom because I'm in my own house, place that I sleep and brush my teeth. And you're all staring at me through a webcam and I'm sitting, I know what the room looks like, but you're looking at a green screen where I look like I'm in a lovely field and I'm giving out this huge characterization or I'm crying my eyes out, whatever I'm doing. And I, my cat's coming in and going, meow. And I'm like... <laughs> please leave the scene. <laughs> this is a very big scene. <laughs> you know, like I, yeah. I die, I, I'm dying. And it, I found it harder to stay in character and take it seriously. I felt more embarrassed. It was like a whole nother presence beyond what I'd done before with anything for me. That's for me. Would you ever do it again? Oh yeah, I'll do it again. I, I found- uh, Do you feel like the more you do it, the more it becomes more natural feeling? Like anything, yeah. right? Like um, like being in front of any camera, talking as yourself or being you know, on film set or being in theater, the more you do it, then you just get more comfortable with who you are and how to handle yourself. You're less nervous mm-hmm. about acting. It's so weird to say nervous about acting. But I don't know why Zoom did that to me. <laughs> film, I'm not worried. Film, I'll just go- Oh, you, you're this guy. And I'm like, yeah, I'm that guy. Could it be because you see yourself like on the screen? That could be part of it. You can turn off your, you can turn oh, that okay. off. Did you have it on? Or I you? hid my face. Okay. okay. <laughs> Funny you cut. Yeah, I hid my face because I don't want to see my face. It's when you see people dead staring you oh, that in the Zoom yeah. meeting. Yeah. I guess the audience in theater, they would be down further away and the lights wouldn't show them. No. So it wouldn't be, you wouldn't feel as though there's so many eyes on you. And there's just all this room to walk around. I'm in my, like, not closet, but I'm in a very small space right. with a green screen behind me and my laundry room's right there. And and then I'm like acting like I'm in a field at a circus and it's that's hard. It was just a little <laughs> harder. I don't know why. I, I, but I've never done a lot of green screen acting. I imagine it's a little more challenging than, right? I don't know how they do it. Sometimes you watch like a Marvel film and they're like, wow, they're really good. And you think about like the making of it and it's like, they're literally on a green screen. Yeah, there's nothing there. (laughs) There's nothing. And you're looking around like a bird flew by and there's nothing there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's great. I don't know how they do it. (laughs) Um, It is tradition. If you want to tell people where they can find you or what's (laughs) going on in your life, feel free. I don't know. Well, I'm curious what's going on. I'm streaming right now on Twitch. So I stream Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, usually around 930 Eastern time under the name Ann Mackey, you'll find me. And I'm hopefully hoping to start working on film later this year again. I'm hoping that'll happen. I'm excited. 
We'll see. Stay I- tuned. <laughs> I felt like I cut you off. No, it's Did okay. <laughs> I would know. I, I was gonna say. Uh, I still have one film to be released too, so that's all. You had mentioned it to me. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, it comes out this year. <laughs> I don't know. If it does, it'll be below. <laughs> it'll be there somewhere. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. Thank I you appreciate for having the me. Really in-depth conversation. Yeah, it was great. Thank you. I've enjoyed doing many more of them with you. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. one day. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool.